Welcome to the Just a Physician Podcast. I'm Denise. And I'm Isa. And today we're talking about feeding me, myself, and I. But first, how's your day today, Denise? It's good. I've got to spend a lot of time with you today. Oh, our Wednesdays are so special. Mm-hmm. What about you? How are you? Um, I'm doing okay. I um, am doing okay. Yeah. I am working still, and that's a thing. So, off day. No big news. Good news. I may have some potentials coming up. So, let's put some good vibes in the air for Izza. Good vibes for Izza. Yeah, yo. Yay. So let's get off into this topic. Tell me how you're feeling today. Man, let me tell you, last week when I asked you how you were and you were like, I started this diet, (laughs) I wasn't expecting it. (laughs) It was like a first take. Sometimes we got multiple takes of the hellos. (laughs) And it triggered me so much that we had to talk about food this week. Okay. But diet is such a dirty word to me. Like, I instantly recoil when someone says they're on one. But there's no denying that we need to be thoughtful about the food we consume. I find myself so overwhelmed sometimes as my newsfeed flashes articles about science says this now or science says that. Same. Often, these are contradictory. Like, one minute, a glass of wine, a red wine every night is key to longevity. Another says there's no amount of alcohol consumption that's safe. And then there's the ethics of food, organic or not, grass-fed or feedlot, Mm. farmer's markets, CSAs, community-supported agriculture, meal kit services that promise all sorts of things, food deserts, gardening. In 2018, an estimated one in nine Americans were food insecure, equating to over 37 million Americans and including more than 11 million children. And here in 2020, with our current situation, that number has risen, though the numbers aren't out yet. Food tastes in my house are hard to accommodate. My husband doesn't like most vegetables. He's like a meat and potatoes eater, or really more like a meat, sauce, and rice guy. He doesn't (laughs) love to eat potatoes like I do. Mm. Growing up in Oklahoma, we had potatoes with every single meal. He grew up in Louisiana, where rice was the preferred starch. And while I love veggies... But it's hard to make veggies for one, and they never taste as good as leftovers. Mm -mm. And I used to be this huge breakfast person. My mom stayed at home most of my childhood. Mm -hmm. Yay for for my mom. (laughs) Um, But she always made sure we had a hot breakfast, and I didn't eat cold cereal for the longest. What? Yeah, I just started eating it like a few months ago. Wow. Yep, 36 years old. Just started eating cold cereal. Wow. That's yeah. a that's a thing. Like, like every uh, every once in a while I get like a craving for cocoa puffs before. Ooh. Or no 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 cocoa pebbles. That's what it is. And like when I lived in Las Vegas, I loved it because there was a store called Winco. Mm-hmm. And they have this huge section of bulk bins. Mm. So like you could go and I could get like one serving of cocoa pebbles. <laughs> yeah. Cause they had everything. They had everything in bulk bins, like everything you could imagine. That like comes in a box, you could get it out of the bulk bin. I won't say it's a store like that in Detroit, but I can't put my finger I wish on. we had one here. We did, and it went out of business. Mm, sorry. Oh, no. But the food that I grew up with isn't really considered healthy. Almost all red meat, mm-hmm. though it was grass-fed because we ate what we raised. Mm-hmm. Lots of fried foods and potatoes, as I mentioned, at every meal, which has been vilified by all those low-carb diets. Yeah. And now I don't, I don't 
don't even eat until around 4 p.m. Mm. And no, I'm, I'm not intermittently fasting, which is so popular these days. I just don't get hungry till then. But by then, I get so hungry so quickly that I'm ready to eat whatever, as long <laughs> as it's ready right now. Right now. Right now. <laughs> but food has gotten so complicated. Is anyone feeling overwhelmed like this about food? Same. Okay, I'm glad it's not just me. (laughs) So what are we to do about it all? We, I, just need to eat real food, whole food, food our great or even great, great grandmothers would recognize. (laughs) Right. It doesn't have to be a dish that takes two or three days to make. And we do need to cut out that added sugar. According to the Weston A. Price Foundation, our ancestors likely indulged in around one tablespoon, 60 calories, of honey per day when it was available, which is stunningly low compared to today's average sugar intake of one cup, 774 calories per day. That's a lot. So that's end quote from from Weston A. Price. So that's it. We just need to keep it simple. My favorite solo meal, once the weather cools, is made with one quarter sheet pan. Just a a little smidge bigger than it will fit in my toaster oven. So I got to use my real oven. So I got to wait till it's cool outside. I put a little meat, like four ounces or less, like a slice of marinated skirt steak or a piece of chicken thigh or a drumstick or meatballs or fish on my pan with whatever vegetables I have. I try for like either green vegetables or the rainbow. Those are always so pretty, but always with whole cloves of garlic and plenty of seasoning. Yeah. I don't do the whole white people don't season their food (laughs) shit. That's not me. You can ask Isa, like my spice, my spice pantry is real in here. Yeah. I've got about 150 spices Uh, and half of it. I've never seen before, but I'm just glad that there's (laughs) spices in there. Oh yeah. And I use them, man. Yeah. So while it's cooking, I can do anything. Catch up on the latest show, read, work, clean. And if I have salad stuff, I'll toss one up real quick. But usually I don't. I'm not a big salad person. I like hot food. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the blessings of this dish is the lack of dishes I got to clean after. I put foil on the pan and then I eat from a paper plate usually. So the only thing I have left to clean at the end is my fork. Because I hate doing dishes so much. I understand. And I can even meal prep this. I can cut all my vegetables and portion them out in one day and then just grab a bag of meat and then grab a bag of veggies and splash of oil, olive oil and a dust of seasonings. And then mm, boom, boom, it's done. It's a thing. Yeah. So if I do end up with leftovers, I make them into a Buddha bowl with a little whole grain in the bottom, like brown rice or quinoa, millet or farro, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I put my leftover vegetables around the top and whatever leftover meat I have. Okay. Or I cook up some shrimp, which takes about three minutes. Shrimp cooks so fast. Mm -hmm. Add some pickled veggies if I have them and some dressing. And I haven't been eating like this. (laughs) (laughs) And I need to. So summer has been a free for all. Mm. So between the 100 degree days... Not turning my oven on. No, ma'am. <laughs> right? not, not when it's 100 degrees yeah. outside. Mm-mm. My river rat adventures. Man, I am such a river rat. <laughs> and a sense of kind of being out of place due to the whole quarantine and social distancing coronavirus is forced upon us. Yeah. I have been eating whatever. Whenever. <laughs> well, after four. But yeah, yeah. then it's yeah. just like a free-for-all. Yeah. But Isa started me thinking last week about what I'm doing for my own health. And I'm not trying to lose weight. Dieting is not for me, but eating to nourish and care for my body is something that I need to be doing. What about you, Isa? Well, you know, for me, 
It's like a control thing. I hate somebody telling me or somebody something or someone telling me what to do. For the most part, if there's a food that makes me happy, I will eat it. No questions asked. When I was younger, I would take it as a present to myself. If I was to eat something I enjoyed, my favorite, a Whopper with cheese and bacon with barbecue sauce. Couldn't have with an apple pie for dessert, baby. Mm, I like those apple pies. <laughs> Let me tell you, that was the highlight of my teenage years. Or a Mr. Fofo's corned beef sandwich. Rest in peace, Mr. Fofo's, Rest aka in peace. Otis Napoli. You, you couldn't, you would catch me skipping school. Yes. Skipping school, trying to get my coins together to get one of them sandwiches. I used to do that for the fried chicken. Oh, my God. Yeah. Onion roll, Swiss cheese, mustard, and mayo, cut in half. Whew. Now, in high school, Mr. Fofo's was the spot. But my homeboy soon introduced me to this other spot called the Bread Basket. Uh, that place had corned beefs um, as big as your forehead. <laughs> like, seriously. Um, service definitely dwindled throughout the years um, at the Bread Basket. Before a while, they took over the, wine, the reins when uh, Mr. Fofo's fell short. It's because, always good to have a fallback. Man, all the time. But... The point here is, all the wrong shit you're not supposed to eat, I eat with no hesitation. And I dare you to tell me that I can't. Bitch, I'm going to get two of them. (laughs) 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 However, I am no longer required to keep children fed. And so I don't have like a a regiment of food that I eat. I go out to eat a lot and often, (laughs) you know, and often uh, I find myself like feeling this guilt that society bears down on me uh, to be fit um, to eat right, be gluten-free, no carbs, have snatch bodies. Man, it's stressful. I mean, at home, back in Detroit, if you was a little robust, I mean, you was doing good. Shit, you ain't missing no meals. Your fridge is always full. So when I got to Austin, I saw all of these pretty shapely motherfuckers. I felt the pressure, yo. Like yeah. Austin can be such a fit city. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, um, like, if I didn't buckle down and get my health in order, I would stay robust and single. <laughs> <laughs> so I bit the bullet, and I went on. A keto, di- a keto diet <laughs> I hated that shit like what you gonna tell me I can't have sugar your mama <laughs> what you gonna tell me I can't have carbs yo daddy <laughs> I don't do rules but I did it I t- did it to prove it to myself I even started to document my process a little bit I had lost about 23 pounds had started my non-smoking journey and for the first time in a long time I didn't sweat pulling my jeans up and I'm telling you when she said if you don't put um you don't jump to put your jeans on then you don't feel my pain baby I felt that <laughs> like for real like why is food so stressful why at this age does my taste buds only want processed foods? Have they been lying to us this whole time? Can processed foods be good? Okay, let's break down what processed foods are defined as. So the USDA defines a processed food as one that has undergone any changes to its natural state. That is, any raw commodity subject to washing, cleaning, milling, cutting, 
clipping, heating, pasteurizing, blanching, cooking, canning, freezing, drying, dehydrating, mixing, packaging, and any other procedures that alter the food from its natural state. Well, with that in mind, all our foods are processed in some way. However, it's great to know which processed foods are helping us live our best lives. Now, just a nation, I'm not telling you to do, um, telling you what to do, but I'm here to tell you that we must reprogram our ideology that all processed foods are best for us. In an article written in 2017 by heart.org, it gives you a few tips on how to best deal with processed foods that we can't avoid. First things first, read the food labels. This is the best way to know exactly what's going in the processed foods that you're buying. I don't I don't wanna. Oh, don't you wanna do it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Choose products without a lot of sodium and added sugars and unhealthy fats. Learn what to look for in the nutrition's labels, in the nutrition's list, and other package and um information that's on there. Just read the box, y'all. See what you're putting in your body. And you know what? You can enjoy frozen and canned produce. Frozen and canned vegetables are convenient, affordable options that can be just as nutritious as fresh. Look for a variety of different vegetables that don't have salty sauces or fruits that don't have sugary syrups. Compare the label info and choose items that have the lowest amounts of sodium and added sugars help yourself out and if you don't want to do all that reading sometimes they have that little heart check mark now the american heart association has a little heart check mark that will help you find like packaged goods that are part of a healthy eating pattern it's like this little red and white icon on the package that means that you know it passed all the certifications or certifications it needed to Anyway, make some smart choices when you're going out to eat. Choose alternate ways to make your burrito bowl. Instead of using rice, just use lettuce. Do what you can to communicate what you want your food to look like. If you don't want it a certain way, let them know. You can tell them, hey, put my sauce on the side so that I can decide how much I want to add to my meal. You can do that. You got choices. You can also choose to make meals at home. Now, a lot of times I make a lot of renditions of what I eat at restaurants. Um, I know what I taste in food, so I'll get those ingredients and make it at home. And sometimes it's much tastier. I make a bomb nacho bell grande that will put mm. Taco Bell to shame. You hear me? Mm. <laughs> you know, that's, that's one of my favorite things to get at Taco Bell. Ooh. So I'm gonna take you up on that. Yes. <laughs> you left the secret out of the bag. Preparing food at home gives you the control of what's added, so you can also, you know, save your money. It also helps you bond with family. You can swap out. Highly processed foods for less processed foods. You can make your own vinaigrette. You can add fruit to your oatmeal or your yogurt by just, you know, buying, not buying the flavored or the sweetened kind. Um, Aguave is a natural sweetener. It's a lot of things. Um, Monk fruit, sugar, is that what that was? Not sugar. Yeah, monk fruit, stevia. That's another one. And and that tastes like, it's almost like tasting sugar air. I don't know how to explain it other than that. Like I put it in oh, my the mouth. The fruit one, yeah. Yeah, the monk fruit. Like you put it's it in your mouth. It's kind of got like, a cooling effect to it. It does. It, it can very be a good. little. Well, that's like so they mix monk fruit with urethritol, mm. which is I mean it sounds really chemically, but it it's does. an it's a natural thing okay. uh, derived from corn. I mean it's highly processed, but it's derived from corn. It's not a chemical. It's and not good uh, process. 
And it's what <laughs> makes your mouth mint, like have that cool minty thing. But it's, that's yeah. it's a good uh, sugar substitute. Um, when I was doing my keto, and I could not have the sugar, I would just sprinkle lightly a little of that on my fruit. Oh right, because I brought and, a whole bunch of that stuff mm-hmm. over. A lot, yeah. We did yeah. keto too, and I lost fifty pounds. And Chris lost like at close to seventy. I sh- you sh- I showed you a picture of him yeah, today. When he, yeah, it was, he was way slimmer. Oh my god! Um, yeah. it's not a bad thing. Is it is hard to kind of adjust? It is like almost going cold turkey. Um, I can't say I don't suggest it. I just say you know, be strong. Well, I say. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think you know, and I did. I did eventually gain all that weight back. It took about a year for mm-hmm. those fifty. I mean, but fifty pounds in a year is a lot to come back on. Yeah. But um, really, what I like, I've tried to go back and do it again, yeah. and I just I couldn't. I couldn't go back to do it. I hear that a lot from people, but there's just there's been so much research coming out that talks about how. Like diets really aren't the answer mm. and that just eating, right? eating, yeah. eating, making good food choices on a daily basis is really, really the better option. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what I'm not doing anymore. <laughs> so um, last but not least, snack smarter. So like for late night snackers like myself, you can pick a healthier sweet option like fruit. One of my faves, really filling snacks, watermelon. It fills you fast, and you get that little sweet fix, you know, without all that guilt. For for salt lovers, you can do crunchy nuts, seeds. Uh, you can even do homemade popcorn. I had a friend show me, hey, princess, um, show me how to make um, some popcorn in a pot. Girl, that thing slap. You hear me? We put a little, you can buy the little seasoning, mm-hmm. add that on, you know. That's, how they, I, that's the only way I eat popcorn now. Really? You know yeah. And so I don't always cook it in the pot, though. Did you know that you could, like, take those kernels, like, mm-hmm. that you would put in the pot? Uh-huh. You can put them in a brown paper bag and stick them in the microwave and they pop. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. We don't suggest <laughs> that at home. Don't be doing that at home. We don't no. know if it's gone. No, it's, no, it's it, fine. It's gonna, yeah. It's fine. Don't. No. If it I mean, like, it's up, the same as, like, <laughs> same process as, like, the kernels in the you don't have bag. to put like oil or nothing in the bottom. No, you don't put any oil in there. You, I mean, like if you want, like, so I like make ghee, which is like clarified butter, oh. and I pour it on after. I put real butter on Ooh. mine. Yeah, because you fancy. Well, I just I, I like fat. Like <laughs> I like fat and salt. Like that's what. Mm, but anyway, yeah. So anyway, the popcorn—that's a healthier option. Just you know, package up those little healthier snacks, put them in a small container, and you know. Put them near your desk, especially for those folks working at home and like to snack at your desk, you know, in between those mutes. Let <laughs> me put you on a brief hold. Much, much, much. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like everyone has their way. Find what works for you and make it about you and what is okay for you. A little walking, a little menu adjusting, hardcore boot camp or keto diet till you pop. Whatever makes you happy, boo. You know my saying, do you, boo. So everybody's heard about this body positivity phrase. As I see it, it's a mission to tell people to be their authentic selves, and I'm here for that. However, what I don't like is how people can say that because I support body positivity, 
that I can't work on my health to become my best self. Like, because I want to be healthy that I'm playing into why we need body positivity in the first place. Ugh. Like, put you in charge of the church money. <laughs> People kill me thinking that the world is this one-sided place. It's not. It's all of these facets and thought processes. There's no one thing to be. I can be for body positivity and still not want to walk around like I'm about to take my last breath. Okay. There was this article in the nytimes.com written in May of this year by Abby Ellen. And it talks about this very thing. How even though you are supportive of body positivity, you can't want to lose weight to be a healthier you. Come on now. Really? Really? That's what we out here doing? Hating on people because they want to get healthy and not support you and, and not support you discriminating humans that aren't aesthetically pleasing to your eyes. Why come, ma'am, sir? Is it because you live your life in a box and I have to too? <laughs> well, y'all already know ain't no boxes here, just a position. Not a one. So I can't rock with the fact that even though in this time of great things happening with body positivity, there's even a stigma attached to that too. We can't have nothing. Dang. It's okay, people. You can be you and still support the things that are important to you and want what's best for your life. It's yours. Your life. And you're the only one signed up to do it. It's not okay ever and awfully ratchet not to allow someone to be great because some rule that needs to be followed based on the perimeters on how far your mind can go. The stigma that comes with being heavy is something that can make people lose themselves. Mm -hmm. If you feel that you need to do anything to save your own life, you got that right to make yourself happy. Isn't that the core of what body positivity is? Being happy with who you are, no matter what size? Yeah, it definitely, definitely is. <sighs> the pro the problem is, I know. <laughs> I think the problem is, is that, like, it's people who aren't worrying about themselves. That's what it is. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. body positivity is about you as your individual and how you feel. Like, and so people are taking it upon themselves to make someone else feel some other type of way. That's not right. No, they just no. got to worry about that. We say that so much. so much. Do you know how much like life would be better if people just did it? Just, just, just worry did that. about yourself. Hmm. Alternative Reflections. In a 2019 study, the relative caloric prices of healthy and unhealthy foods differ systematically across income levels and continents by Derek D. Hetty and Harold H. Alderman from the International Food Policy Research Institute, Washington, D.C. They compared relative caloric prices, RCP, for different food categories across 176 countries and ascertained their associations with dietary indicators and nutrition outcomes. They found associations between the prices of various 
amongst unhealthy food and the overweight prevalence among adult populations, consistent with previous research from high-income countries, suggesting that the relative cheapness of unhealthy calories is an important explanation of the obesity epidemic in higher-income countries. Their results on the tight link between sugar and sugar-rich food prices and the overweight prevalence among adults are consistent with a growing literature linking the consumption of these products to weight gain, end quote. But why is it in a high-income countries, but why is it in high-income countries that the obesity epidemic is associated with low-cost food? Is it really the price of food? Or could it be that our high-income country is high-income because of our work culture? Our time is spent on the job. While we love food, we don't want to spend time on it. And the highly processed food that quickly fills our belly so we can get back to work is also time-consuming. Adam Drunowski from the Center of Public Health Nutrition, School of Public Health, University of Washington, Seattle, took the Nutrient-Rich Foods Index, a formal scoring system that ranks foods on the basis of their nutrient content, and combined it with a food prices database to identify foods that are both nutritious and affordable. He found that eggs, dry beans and legumes, and meat and milk products were the lowest cost sources of protein. Milk and milk products were the lowest cost sources of calcium, whereas vegetables and fruit were the lowest cost sources of vitamin C. Milk, potatoes, citrus juices, cereals, and beans had more favorable overall nutrient-to-price ratios than did many vegetables and fruit. Energy-dense grains, sweets, and fats provided most of the calories but fewer nutrients per dollar, end quote. Notice anything about this list? Every single thing is time-consuming aside from the milk. Beans must soak overnight and then must boil anywhere from 30 minutes to 2 hours before they're tender. Meat, again, must cook, usually for about 30 minutes depending on the cut and the portion size. Bone-in meats are the most cost-efficient and they take longer than their boneless counterparts to cook. And vegetables? Yes, many of them can be eaten raw, but to access the full nutrition requires cooking. And cooking requires knowledge. Instead of the home economics classes that once taught young adults based at cooking and nutrition, students today focus all of their time and attention preparing for college or a job. Basic life skills are missed in the K-12 education system. As this trend away from life skills and towards the college job pipeline started over 20 years ago, parents of today's children are in the same position, so they can't teach it at home either. Compounding the time that it takes to cook a meal on your own is the additional housekeeping required. Those dishes, the Mm. countertops, the stove. What science is missing is that it's not about the cost. Lower-income countries do not have the same obesity issue. As Mr. Drunowski's cost analysis shows, it's possible to eat nutritious, calorie-dense, healthy food. If it were just about cost, we wouldn't be seeing an obesity problem as a high-income country. What science isn't talking about is the knowledge of the process and the time it takes. People in the U.S. aren't obese only because food that makes us fat is cheap. We're obese because the food that makes us fat is fast. To change this will take more than changing the policies that drive food costs. To change this, we need to learn how to cook. We need to learn how to make a livable wage that gives us the time to make healthful food. Bonus, having jobs with livable wages that don't monopolize our time would give us a whole work-life balance that we just don't have right now. Thanks. Mic drop. Yeah, I was when I was researching to, to write the article for Alternative mm. Reflections, I was looking at study on study on study on food and obesity. Yeah. And it was all about cost. That's all they care about yeah. is cost. It's not cost. No. It's not. It's time. And and is that they try to take you away from what the real cause or what the real fix would be. Like, it's like, don't watch 
what my backhand is doing. Just pay attention to this thing. It's happening this way. This is happening. Believe in this. But if you gave us a livable wage, if we had time to be with our families, I would cook more. For sure, when I was a mom, yeah, let's get the quickest option because I need to because put these children. Yeah, I, I you, you had to You had to get money. Yeah. You had to hustle. Like, you know, all the time. So, no, yeah. I definitely can radiate with that. And it's always the smoke and mirrors, guys. The smoke and mirrors. I'm definitely uh, for fanning, putting a big stupid fan on the smoke and mirrors. Show us what's really the problem so we can, what we know we, we need to rally against. I guess that's how I feel about it all. Yeah. So I don't know. This is actually like a really hard um, episode to like put together because food is just so complicated. And Very much so. like I just every time I even see like content mentioning food, which is funny because I'm a food writer. I have a food blog. <laughs> it's just, a dope blog, though. It shows feel, you how to. I'm, yeah. So my blog, like just it's cookingsingle.net, but it um it's about cooking single servings mm, and, and I like it, that idea. Yeah, because I um I am married. Yes. But my husband works in the food industry in management and so he works crazy hours. Yeah. Yeah, he work I mean like he works at least 50 hours a week and I work from home. You know, right. I have my food blog i've got my you know piano studio and i've got this podcast yeah all of which are done from my house yes (laughs) (laughs) so um so i'm home a lot and have to cook for myself and i was like you know all these recipes are are made for like people families of four yeah you know yeah and it's hard to like even especially like when it comes to baking Mm. like how do you bake two corn muffins right like (laughs) exactly they don't don't make eggs that small well they do like i guess you could probably use like a quail egg but but uh, remember that we we saw that ace part the other day i don't want it no yeah but actually like you you can do it you can do it you can use a little a little flaxseed and Mm -hmm. uh I got I got those instructions. So if you need to know how to just make two corn muffins, I got you. I figured that out. <laughs> so um, so it, yeah. Like, you no, know, I love those little healthy like um the the H E B here. That's a grocery store here in Texas. Um, they have these I call them single people meals. Oh yeah. Because it's just like one meat, one side, and you live your best life for like seven bucks. Like, and yeah. I'm probably gonna go get one tonight. Um, so yeah, um, they're they're a perfect size. But if I can like fix that um alone and and what happens what i thought was kind of weird like when i transitioned from not having to feed my children um i i was buying all this food and i was like all this food was being spoiled so somebody just literally gave me the idea was just buy smaller packages yeah like, and sometimes you can, like, I have a lot of tips. I have like a whole, like actually a whole post about like buying smaller quantities of yeah. food and like how to do that. So one of them, I'll just drop it on you real quick is, is if you're at a store like HEB mm-hmm. or like say Kroger's or Smith's mm-hmm. where they have like a meat counter, yeah, you know, there's a physical oh, yeah, person yeah. back there. Yeah. You can take any packaged meat. Well, first off, look at the meat counter and, mm-hmm. it, and if they've got like say ground, ground meat there. Yeah. You can order whatever quantity. You can order oh, a quarter okay. pound right there. Okay. Right? Okay. But say like you need a smaller quantity of anything that's already in a package. Yeah. You pick up that motherfucking package say and you word. take it to the counter and you yeah. say, hey, can you cut whatever, whatever? And they'll cut it for you. And Are you serious? Yes, ma'am. Word. Yes. 
I'm going to find me a couple of HEBs that got a meat counter. Yeah. And you can do that with a lot of, th- like, so produce is like the tricky thing, I think, you yeah. know, because like you're buying a whole like cabbage thing, yeah. or whatever. Um, but HEB, like, you know, props because they have the, like the already washed and like somewhat prepared, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they're kind awesome. of in smaller, like in little bitty packages. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like works. two servings, like you eat it tonight and maybe tomorrow night, sometime. I've done right. that. I've yeah. done that. So that's perfect. So, yeah, um, and single people meals really be hidden. <laughs> but being able to have those options where I can fix those on my own or anything like that, um, I believe it does help towards, you know, like normalizing my food intake or what I feel I eat right for me, you know. Um, the other day, man, I don't know what I ate and it just was not sitting right in my spirit, in my stomach, everybody was against it. Oh, no. What did <laughs> and, you eat? Um, I had a little bit too much junk food, and I'm going to uh, just be honest. I had, like, um, so I have, I love these little Rips candies. They're, like, these little sour things. So awesome. And You've been I working made, on that Reese's for a minute, too. Oh, that my, big old that bag. big old bag, yes. Um, and so... Man, I was just like, okay, never mind. Um, I'm not going to eat any more junk food ever and ever. And it's just like once your body starts making that transition and getting a little older, it starts talking to you. And yeah. even though you can, like I said, you can be all body positivity all day long, but I would also like to live um, that part. Yeah, that part. <laughs> and live well. That part. Not just live, but live well. You know, comfortable yeah. in my own skin. Now, don't Don't get get in in your your feelings feelings about what you just heard. It's It's just just a position. position.